0: The scandal that will not go away is taking down the internet. The economics are not looking good for the Dow Jones. The tech industry meets Congress. Kanye's interview with Joe Rogan, yet more problems with the police. Glenn Greenwald leaves the Intercept. Why did QB fail? And the moon truly does have water. All this and more on today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Earth. This is Novid Hollaback. That's Hollaback. We're in episode six of season two, and boy, the internet, I would have never had thought possible that... The politics of America would affect things that I'm trying to do for relaxation, entertainment, and all the rest of these things. It seems like we need to fix these political issues right in the bud right now. But I must talk about the reasons why they're doing this. And it is because of Hunter Biden and his little shenanigans. And we should really call it shenanigans because boy. All the news they are showing today, first from the National Pulse exclusive. Hunter emails request formal meetings to building building meetings with dad for secure billion dollar deals. Then another exclusive from the National Pulse, Z beckoned, day came. U.S. tech CEO's fond over Chinese communist premier. Did you feel the room shake? More exclusives from the National Pulse. Huffy Bunter expenses emails, binding claims he is managing director at a Chinese military-linked firm, demands massive cash reimbursements. More exclusive audio. Hunter Biden audio confesses partnership with China Spy Chief. Joe Biden named as a criminal case witness. Exclusive. Hunter Biden brought every single person to the White House. VP's house that foreign business partners wanted. Received resort villa stage, artwork and exchange. More exclusives. Emails revealed the Biden family lobbied for nepotistic presidential appointments and then received them. All this. While the Chinese Communist Party Laws the censorship Of Mr. Trump Certain reports have come out that The FBI Is investigating the Bidens over These particular issues That we have just talked about With China and the connections with China And When it comes to the issues Concerning with the alleged, Um child um abuse as it were some say it's now with chris coons i I think i mentioned this last week but if i did not mention last week it deals with mr coons daughter and all the rest of it there's still more information coming out of that particular one as well everything has gotten crazy with this particular story we are going to continue to follow this as the election comes through well, because next week we're going to do the election and we're just going to keep it to 30 minutes. We're not going to go through a whole thing. So I just want to go through this now and I'll see this later on in the show that on Wednesday afternoon, there will be a bonus. That bonus will fill in for episode seven's 30 minute segment. It is all about the election. It deals with the polls, Uh, with the poll poll questions from all over the country, the Senate races, the House races, the governorship races, and of course, the presidential race. So you will have it all in and fully, completely done in 30 minutes. So that being said, we also had some economic problems that we had recently. Part of the economic problems is, is that as of today as well, we had it 800 point, 800 point um, drop on Tuesday. A 900 point drop Monday. Somewhat of a recovery on Thursday. And now the economics still not looking good. Yes. A sell-off Friday. This is from Yahoo Finance. Picked up steam mid-morning. Three major indices returning to declines after a brief rally on Friday. Even given fr- free rally on Thursday, excuse me, even given with Thursday's rise, stocks were still on track to post steep declines for the week. As of Thursdays, the s the Standard & Poor's 500 were pacing a weekly drop of 4.5%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average facing a decline of not 5.9% and the Nasdaq toward a weekly decrease of 3%. Facebook's shares fell after the company reported a quarterly decline in users in the U.S. and Canada, despite a 12% jump in active users globally during the period and growing sales by better than a 22%. Advertising sales also picked up back at Twitter, though the company reported weaker early daily active user growth than expected following a surge in the preceding quarter. Alphabet, Google, managed to reverse an advertising sales decline from the second quarter and shares jumped following the results. Amazon also posted a major beat on third quarter results as its revenue grew to 37% to more than 96 billion dollars it's guided towards its holiday quarter sales as much as 1. Point, as 121 billion dollars although their profit guidance came in line as the company projected 4 billion in costs related to covid-19 or double the amount the company guided toward the third quarter apple posted a record fiscal growth quarter Mac and service sales and top estimates, but weak iPhone and China sales weighed in the stock in late trading. Shares of heavily big tech companies, that we mentioned, dropped after the leading market higher during the Thursday's regular session. Although most reported third quarter results top expectations, traders had set their expectations exceptionally high for these names, following strong outperformance against the broader market all this year. So basically, as COVID cases started to rise and started to rise on an exponential level, people are saying that we're in the second wave of the pandemic this fall, and it's getting colder, and then nobody knows, somebody or poor people are getting scared because they're not sure of the actual common cold from the coronavirus. And so people are just saying, oh, stay home, this, that, and the other thing. They're enforcing lockdowns and whatnot, uh, uh, continuing to enforce lockdowns. As you saw all over the world, there was even a, a unbelievable picture that we saw from France after a terrorist attack that took place, again, over the Charlie Hebdo thing that happened back in 2011. Um, you saw a lot of people leaving the city of Paris because they want to escape the lockdown. So they're going to Nice, they're going to Normandy, they're going up north towards that side there, and they're just leaving Paris behind because they do not want to get a part of this particular lockdown. It is getting crazy that that picture is absolute. That video actually there is absolutely crazy. So the economic block the melt uh, problems concerning those, tie those very low numbers those disappointing numbers to a lot of investors from the indices are showcasing their particulars in that particular sense over there the tech industry decided to meet with congress and try to explain why there is censorship going all over the place which is related to the whole hunter biden issue interestingly enough they're now saying that in certain places that the level of Hunter Biden's emails and correspondences and the whole thing concerning with the censorship surrounding the New York Post um, it, um deal dealings, as it were, that uh, news article that they have, the special report article that they had for Hunt, about Hunter Biden has caused more traffic to come through. And not to be outdone, Tucker Carlson talked to somebody that was connected to the Bidens for the last several years, was a Navy pilot, and were, and was a, served the country as well. And he basically stated that the, he came out because a lot of people tried to put his name through the mud. It, it, it's unbelievable, this. So back to the whole tech industry thing they met with Congress. I saw a little bit of it. I didn't see the whole rest of it. It was pretty much: look, we don't do this. We don't do the censorship. We change the policies, that sort of thing. How are we going to fix uh two thirty? The whole nine yards, folks. Well, it's not going to be fixed where the way you think it's going to be fixed. This is the disaster. They made sure the disaster has come. It is going to get worse before it gets even better. It's already happening on places on Instagram. We're trying to see recent posts about other things as well. And Facebook, through their infinite damn wisdom, has decided to not show recent posts on Instagram. Or on Twitter, on based on the hashtags that they use. Not on Twitter, excuse me. They still do recent posts on Twitter. I'm talking about Instagram and Facebook. So in order to prevent fake news. This is just astounding to me. But you see, as you can see, they lie through the through Congress because they know that with enough lobby connections and whatnot, they're working at companies as consultants, get fed, all the rest of these things from the trough. Something that Donald Trump wishes to stop. Um, there is a link that I will later, that I put on on the left wing bias of Wikipedia. Again, it's related to this Hunter Biden scandal that we see now. They're saying it's unsubstantiated. Then they're saying it's substantiated. And you should read that article and make your own decisions there. Joe Rogan had an interview with Kanye West. I'm splitting this into two parts because I don't want to get too far ahead into this, into this whole thing. But let's just go with the first part. Pretty much talked about the craziness and the whole lot of these things and whatnot. This was not the first big get for Mr. Rogan. It wasn't just Rogan. It was Alex Jones, as he came back for his second interview in the particular uh, of entities, God said, Greg Greenwald and many others there in that important day. But Kanye West's one went to $8 million in less than a couple of hours. So that will tell you how much things were there. We'll take a look at some of the reactions towards his interview later on in the show in the second segment. But let's just put it in this particular terms. For me it cleared up a lot of things and it made a lot of things very fucked up and we live in very fucked up times and aspects of his uh of what he believes in uh matches some of the things that a lot of african-american viewers believe african-american artists and Others really believe I'm beginning to see a split as we're beginning to see with both little Wayne and ice cube, even though ice cube is not a fan of Trump and never voted for him. There is a split happening in the African-American community. Kanye started that split. And it you are beginning to see that split between those that want to continue to play victim I will explain some of this in the second segment and those that want to continue to want to move on from the things that they have been going through in the last several days the last several years. Exactly. Excuse me. One of the things I'm beginning to sense in depth in the community concerning the African-American community and the whole cultural reverence and all the rest of these things is is three things. They're beginning to realize that a lot of the things that they have feared about the world is true, but not in the way they thought it was. In many cases, much of it is much worse than they could ever possibly imagine. And another thing is that a lot of the things they thought that is connected to these particular things are not even connected at all but are used as a form of a meme in order to perpetuate these particular types of scary ideas, as it were. And you're beginning to see that explanation in that particular sense. And there's another thing is that a lot of them have gotten older. A lot of them have had children, especially with this whole boozy thing that, with the interview with uh, on Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson checked him in, in a way that most people don't, recognize and understand you got to watch that uh, interview again and he checked them in a way that people who don't uh, understand there's a way you check men in in this community that uh, uh, someone who's older and wiser and all the rest of these things will check them and figure out what the fuck is going on and once we begin to have an understanding a lot of people are starting to realize that there are now being body checks happening. And one of the reasons why they're themselves away from Kanye is because yes, Kanye is starting to talk a lot of the things that they want to hear, but they are still stuck in the mindset of a lot of the democratic talking points. Some of it were good talking points, some of it were connected to things that are ultimately detrimental to the African-American community. And it's up to them to figure out how they're gonna execrate that from their successes in the past to their failures right now. So they have to figure that out. And that's why there's a lot of people going against Tucci, Little Wayne. They're going against um like Ice Cube, even though Ice Cube, they, this whole um. On Corey Holcomb's show, the last couple of days, I mean, last week, talking about Ice Cube, really tried to fundamentally say that, look, none of it is going to happen. I'm tired of talking about the bullshit. We got to move on on, and they got to leave us alone because I'm done with the bullshit. I'm going to deal with the women that I'm dealing with now because there's nothing else to deal with. There's nothing else to deal with. My mind's been made up. But I'm just gonna say that that that, that that's a fool I understand how he feels. I understand how he feels completely. But there's something to be said about at least understanding what type of in it what type of things we're dealing with. What type of things the African American community is dealing with. So that being said, let's move on to the election is only a few days away. I'm just going to repeat that again. Wednesday we will have a bonus. We will have all of the news concerning the votes, who won, who lost, who, who's in the governorships, the poll, uh, the poll questions, the Senate, the House races, this, the interesting races in other places as well. So we're going to focus on that all that particular time. So being being that we're getting phone calls of, do you have plans to vote? Are you going to vote on Tuesday? Make sure you vote on Tuesday. Do you know who you're going to vote for? We're getting all these calls now that in some ways is worse than 2016. In other ways, is worse than the last time they used to do this. Because in 2008, we already know that Obama won by lunchtime. And I always keep saying this to my friends. the next time a black man tries to run for president, he has to marry some woman outside of his race, and he'll win by, before 10.30 a.m. in the morning. That It'll be over. It'll be over. And he has to be a Republican, too, on the Trump type side of the game, the Trump populist-esque side of the game. And he'll win by ten 30 at lunchtime because basically the Democratic Party especially Mark Ames has said this concerning um Glenn Greenwald. the Mark Ames is correct about this, and this is why I respect this man. Mark Ames said the Democratic Party always continues to fight to lose. They fight to lose every time. And if you continue the fight to lose, you're going to lose. It's the same thing with it. There was even a beautiful interview done by Entertainment with um Patrick Bedivie was talking to a a a guest of his and a guest who does storytelling all the rest of these things. And he said that Hillary Clinton in one of the parts of the uh, um of the interview, uh, I'll I'll post a link up to it. In one part of the interview, he basically said that Hillary Clinton tried to play the hero, the goddess, where Donald Trump played the guide. Guides beat those who want to be heroes every single time when you're trying to sell oneself into becoming the president of the United States. So everybody else was trying to be the hero. She was trying to be the hero, and all these people are trying to be heroes at the same time and saying she's the hero, and you can be heroes with her, too. Which is a feminized way of thinking. Where in the masculine ways of thinking, you just get out of the fucking way. If you got a certain thing, then you make that person a hero. Now, whether it can be used for good or evil, that's not that should not be one's concern. The fact is, understand why the guy did the things that he did and what pushed him to make those types of decisions in order for you to become successful in business. They don't understand that. That it's better to be a guide and to have guide post than to be a hero and to have someone else be the hero and have conflicts, but you're talking about different separate stories. A fascinating interest in that particular interview, I'll post the link up to that one as well. Being that as it may, the election's only a few days away. And Wisconsin, according to the Supreme Court, must count all of their ballots by election day. Pennsylvania, by the same Supreme Court of the United States, this is without Mrs. Barrett. Must wait can wait three days before everything can be counted before everything comes in So what the networks are going to do is they're gonna do provisional count and final count confidential count and Final count so you're gonna have a confidential account provisional account and final account of Who won the election? That's basically what's going to happen. And it's kind of sad and disappointing to me that we have reached the point where all these ballots are all over the place. We got sneaky sneakies coming around and all the rest of it. Everybody can forge a signature and whatnot. We're scared of the coronavirus, even though the coronavirus is real. The coronavirus is real, folks. And nobody's washing their hands. And nobody's taking care of themselves. They're not supplementing. They're not doing anything of the nature that gets them out of the troubles they're in. And they're bullshitting all day long. It's a shame and it is a shame, man. It is a shame. So the reasons why the Supreme Court made that decision... Was that Wisconsin has different rules concerning how they handle the elections, while Pennsylvania has different rules of how they handle theirs. Correct on its face, but again, it is going to take too damn long for the counts to come in. And a lot of people are starting to say, oh it's going to be Trump might win the election on the third but lose it on the 13th to Biden. And when that happens, people are gonna start getting mad and say you stole that election you stole it. everybody stole it folks, I'm gonna make it real clear for you and I'll make it real clear for understand to understand Donald Trump, must win the election by a near landslide. I said near landslide. I said he must win by that. I have always said this from the very beginning, from 2010. You are going, Biden will lose by 10 states. 10 states is not a landslide. He will lose by 10 states. Of the 50 states, Trump is going to win 40. Wait, here's how it will actually work. He's going to lose by 10 states. He's going to lose by 10. You had opportunities to get the thing down to five states, and then it's a toss-up. Then it's a toss-up. Who's going to win the popular vote? (sighs) You got to be kidding me. Biden wins the popular vote, but the popular vote is not going to match the electoral college vote. Then you're going to have all these things about unfaithful selectors and we choose Biden because we're following this thing. Go watch the CPG Gray uh, videos concerning the Supreme Court and the napaco Interco plan and the shenanigans that will come from it. It is going to be an absolute crazy, crazy moments from there. So, I mean, it is not going to be pretty for every anyone involved. It's not going to be pretty. And the one thing that you have to understand about this election, I'll say a little bit more when we finish the show, is that you have to feel sorry, not necessarily for Biden, Hunter, or Joseph, or his brother, that, that all these connections are happening. You don't have to feel sorry for them. But you do have to feel sorry for those people around them, especially the family, if this is serious and it is involved. and you have to feel sorry for those that worked around him for many years, because they felt as those that they thought they could get they thought things could go the way they want to go. because this is the son, he's trying to prove himself, Bo has passed away. How can one deal with all this the sadness and the pain of losing your brother? You can't it in. but in the end of the analysis, all these things we're trying to make deals and all the rest of it. Let's go through the father, this, that, and the other thing. If it was a business, we could just say it's business. Because the bullshit businesses do is what they're doing. We see it every single day. They ain't neutral, but this is a government-owned prop. This the vice president is government. It, is the people of the United States. They voted for him back then with Obama. And so there has to be a higher standard, especially when you're dealing with sons, daughters, all these rest of these things. An interesting point that I will say later on concerning the Alex Jones interview is that he got rid of the lobbyists, which is true. But then he turned all of the people they became individual lobbyists for different companies, which means the trust of these corporations have to be broken again. They are too big to fail. They should have been broken up in 29, 2009. They weren't broken up in 2009. And now you see the results of all of these tragedies. And now it's just coming to our head as China has more influence as we're beginning to see over a lot of the Democrat party. It's a shame. It's a shame. And in one sense, unfortunately, it has clouded a lot of these uh, journalists in the left. Uh, Mark Ames in some ways because, you know, China is like, I'm not a fan of China. But then he goes defend China. Now I understand why he defends it. I understand why he defends it, but there it is. See it for what it is. I'm not a fan of China. None of them are fans of China, but they go defend China because because they're connected to communism and all the rest of these things. I'm not saying this and the other thing. They do great work with their journalism and they expose a lot of the bullshit people do in order for this, but you gotta understand and how we work with the and how America works with the right way in other places, fine, we need to understand that. But we also see through there, through that, how inconspicuously dangerous a lot of these left wing groups are. There's a lot of truth in what they're saying, what a lot of journalists are saying, but as you see, some, when you, 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 we're not fans of China, but we're defending them when we're going at the news week, which yes, they have obvious problems, but it's important for those problems to be shown so they can be fixed. Especially if we're those of us who are concerned, those many of y'all who are conservatives, who are seeing all of this, don't just dismiss somebody like Mark Games, somebody like a Yasha Levine, somebody like a Mark Curtis, Working on the SOZ, uh, 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 uh UK unclassified. Don't dismiss them out of hand. They're telling a lot of truth. Like a war nerd, don't dismiss them out of hand. But also realize that they favor communist or communist leading entities or liberation movement entities. That they support them over what they what people are now calling, you know populist right movements. But there is no populist right movement because all populist right movements do not solve the problem of prostitution. We'll get to that also later on in the broadcast. One more thing about the coronavirus update and just update the numbers before we go to the next segment. Global cases for the coronavirus is now at 45 million with the majority of it being in the United States now at 9 million cases. However, the new epicenter, as they are now reporting, is in Europe, and lockdowns are all over the place. France has just reached a million. Russia is still at a million. Brazil at five million. India at eight million. Spain, Argentina, and Colombia, all at one million each. The United Kingdom, nearly a million. Mexico, nearly a million. Peru not close there, and South Africa being the largest of the African countries. At a shocking 721, 770 people, shocking to say the least. It's a mess. Italy, it's 600,000. Iran, it's 600,000. Germany, rising cases. So is Chile, Iraq, Indonesia, Bangladesh, the Philippines now at 378,000, getting larger by the day. And so Japan now at 100,000 cases. China still at 91, but it will rise when new information comes in, if it does come in. Nigeria at 62,000. So now we're reaching 100,000 cases there. So over at the death side, global deaths are about a million, a million one. The U.S. at 22, 293 deaths. Brazil is next. India, Mexico, United Kingdom, Italy, France, Spain, Colombia, Russia, Chile, Indonesia, Ecuador, um, Belgium, Iraq, Turkey, Bolivia, Ukraine, and others running out the rear. The deaths are still low in Japan, still low in uh, South Korea. The deaths have recovered. The majority of the deaths in the United States are in New York, Texas, California, Florida, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Louisiana, Arizona, Ohio, Connecticut, and North Carolina. So that... Is uh, the coronavirus update We will continue with the second segment right after this On Beyond This Earth Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages We now return you to Beyond this earth Welcome back to beyond This No, but holler back here more problems happened in Philadelphia as Another police shooting took place this week Walter Wallace jr. was shot by Philadelphia police in front of his mother and other family members in West Philadelphia on Monday, and there was a couple of days of rioting that took place. After that, um, there was investigations. Good investigation is still going on concerning what happened. There was heavy damages on during these particular riots they happened around Armingo near Kensington. Things were looted in and stores were flooded because they started out fires and the fires were put out and then thing and then the store became flooded. So the police department had a couple of days of meetings that were shown in the local media. Uh, These are Zoom meetings, by the way. Can't meet up during that particular thing with the coronavirus. And they were asked about tasers and all the rest of these things. And it is just, it's sad. And the parents of Walter Wallace Jr. has seen the tapes believed to have seen it and They are not going to press charges against the police department. Some are saying that this is out of abundance of caution, as it were, but it is not a good look, especially now with these things that have come out. The media has come out, told their stories, told about the past of this particular person that he has mental issues, and they're trying to figure out how, uh, in different ways, how to handle these particular mental issues concerning um, those they want to try and calm down or arrest in that particular sense. So, Meanwhile, however, during one of these protests, there was a incident with a mother, and a child. The incident was seen as a heroic gesture by the Philadelphia Police Department, but that is not what the full story says. Turns out the mother was trying to protest in the streets and was caught by the cops. Cops break into the car and push the mother out. They took the baby in and stated that the baby was saved from uh, whatever they mentioned there. I don't have the information on me, but it turns out that the story wasn't as truthful at all. And this is one of the reasons why the police are not, are not getting respect from the people because if they're willing to do this especially when the whole world's eye is on them, especially when even the Japanese eye has reached the point of what is going on in America. There you are. Here it is. That's the situation that you now see. So more about this will be taking more about this story will be done Over the next couple of weeks, because we have an election episode coming up next week. So we're going to deal with more of that later on in the next two weeks as well. Related to what we talked about earlier in the first segment, the Hunter Biden scandal, Glenn Greenwald has left the Intercept due to a story that he wanted to be posted on the Intercept Pierre Omadar owns The Intercept. It was co-founded by Mr. Greenwald in 2017. And there have been questions about him and the holding of a lot of the Snowden data that Pierre Omadar has in his possession as of today. And a lot of people are refusing to ask the question of where are all the rest of the documents concerning Edward Snowden and his information. And the Pierre Omidyar and Glenn Greenwald refuses to answer those particular questions or want to change the subject of the question to, Snowden, this that, and the other thing, and whatnot. But the truth about Snowden is much darker than you realize. And one of the reasons why we have to really investigate this particular thing is that Scott Pelley put out a report several years ago for 60 Minutes. And in his reporting, he said that certain intelligence agencies in the United States, CIA, NSA, doesn't matter gave clearance to these two particular people that weren't supposed to have clearance or weren't allowed to have clearance there. So it gave precedence to a lot of the others <clears throat> who were investigating these issues that possibly these people were working for uh, or working under different intelligence agencies. And we have information from the... Uh, from Yasha Levine's book, The Secret Military History of the Internet, that showcases some of the connections that Snowden had with a lot of the Tor people with Jacob Appa Bomb and others that were connected to the whole Gamergate fiasco, which I really call a, the Gamergate PSYOP. Because unfortunately for us, the connection is too easy to connect to. Most of these comp- gaming companies back in the day when they were doing a whole thing and whatnot, we're feeding the independent firms, especially Microsoft, uh, and in that particular sense, Microsoft with Halo were getting information and data from these particular entities, such for Gears of War and Halo, from the U.S. military. EA had worked with the U.S. military before many times over with recruiting practices that were beyond the pale. that were trying to recruit young children. Into the military, or it is at least RTC, or to at least join the RTOC without realizing that it was not done without the supervision of the parents. And they were selling military weapons, EA, and when they were doing Medal of Honor and all the rest of these things in their video games as well. So the military and all the rest of them were connected to these particular agencies, and they were connected to military intelligence and the Navy, uh, uh, uh and the Navy counterintelligence unit, which helped build Tor and all the rest of these things. So GamerGate was a psyop, whether you like it or you don't. And this is the reason why today and the psyop still continues because in real, in the real sense, and here's the dangerous connection people don't realize, and all the rest of it. A lot of the people who work in these video game journalism industries are connected to or are friends with or have connections, either family connections through marriage, through them being cousin-in-laws with a lot of these journalists that have connections to all of these things with the Russia investigation and whatnot. I'll get to the Russian investigation thing in a moment because I found something interesting and the Wall Street Journal posted something interesting there. It's behind a paywall, but certain parts of it have been seen from others. And I'll get to that in a moment. But we have to remember that Glenn Greenwald, despite that he was in an interview with Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan had a fascinating weekend week and Spotify had to defend his ass against... Their own co-workers, unfortunately. Uh, you have to remember that he kind of threw my TV under the bus a while back concerning council culture because they had a little bit of a tussle over this Snowden issue, like I was saying earlier. But he leaves the Intercept now because the Intercept now has it's become woke, Black Lives Matter, this, that, and the other thing. They've all supported it now. And even though the Glenn Greenwald supports the whole movement concerning that, they threw him over the bus because of the whole Hunter Biden issue, and that and that recent report that he wanted to post it there. So he's gone. He's gone to Substack. Uh, substack. Same thing with Matt Taibbi, and they may have shake hands and done their blah 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 blossoms and the whole nine yards and said it's water under the bridge we're now finding a bigger enemy which is the corporatization of black women's pain gay man suffering into this new political mass that cancels everybody that doesn't accept the fact that black women dissed the other thing and all the rest of it and it's a shame and it's kind of sad to see it happen in front of our faces, because it really is a absolutely disappointing thing to witness that all of these journalists are finding each other over basically nothing. They're finding over, well, not really basically nothing, but basically they're finding over purity. And I'm not talking about woke purity. I'm talking about actual purity, actual ethics, actual all these other things. And you've seen the fizzers happen in the left. This is one of the reasons why the left can never get their act together because they're fighting over things that they should be fighting over and should be solving. But they refuse to do the right. A lot of the people who are being questioned refuse to do the right thing, so they get on their little tirades and all the rest of these things. Even though a lot of it is true, certain aspects of their ethics are suspect, especially with the Soden issue. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Take it as you will. Don't bring up this whole thing about white dudes and um, black girls and and POC and the whole nonsense with it, because that is not going to fly. That's victim talk. I'm going to end that victim talk statement with something very important that needs to be said, but I'll say it in the near the end of the show. Joe Rogan had an interview with Alex Jones And a lot of people from Spotify, especially the workers that work on Spotify, were absolutely livid that he was speaking to Alex Jones. And getting all these interviews with Kanye West and all the rest of the, they canceled, they canceled. They shouldn't be talking with them. They should be talking with bounce or all these new motherfuckers. They, they should be talking to that don't or or counterpoints. If you want to call it that way, but counterpoints is a failed groupie model. Get out of here, man. She can't even do the things that all the past. Look, look, I'm getting, I'm dating myself here. I, uh, we're talking about dark shit. We're not, no, no, not the dark shit. We're talking about stuff about back in the day when everybody was curious about all the sexual intricacies that the internet was putting out on, and we just hear shit. But Kayla Points was a failed groovy model. She wasn't line Trap. She ain't gonna be no Alana. So don't play that game with me, please. Down, down. She's going to talk to no counterpoints. She'll talk, uh, he'll talk to Green. Green well, he we ain't going to talk to no counterpoints, please. She's... She, 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 and especially, the, the only thing you need to answer about Vouch, Vouch and all the rest of them, is that why is Vouch doing the shit that he's doing? He don't like black people. Come on now. He don't like black people. He's just... He plays alt-right games using uh, woke tactics. That's the dangerous type of man that's going to take over the rest of the Democratic Party when they lose the election. Possibly this year, they're going to send Bob Chapman and all the rest of the day to save whatever is left of the Democratic Party, and it's going to be a disaster. That's part of the reason why a lot of the African American um, uh, uh, stars from the rap game today are seeing these people out there right now talking shit on Spotify. I'm not talking about the, well, I am somewhat talking about the woke culture side of the game, but a lot of these younger white dudes who are leftists are start to talk about a lot of bullshit that they're starting to hear and they saying, no, I can't have this. You talking that nonsense, especially what Vouchman talking about. No, we can't have this nonsense. That's why they're going to Trump in droves. People are not seeing it. They're not seeing it. But the Alex Jones interview was interesting to say, to say the least. The difference I'm beginning to see between him and the Kanye West interview is that he never interrupted West once, but he kept interrupting Jones. But he kept interrupting Jones in ways I thought was a little bit like the dude's going off changing. Let him say the changing. Let him say the changing. Even though he gave all the evidence there. Show the evidence. Well, he did show, did show the evidence. Right there. And then they show, well, somewhat the evidence. Look, God, dude, she really didn't say this. But it can be interpreted that way. It was absolutely entertaining, but absolutely crazy. But it wasn't like the Kanye interview because the Kanye in the interview was way more calm than the Alice Jones interview. It, it to be honest with you, the Alice Jones interview was a lot more combative, but a lot, but had a lot of information but it was in a combativeness that men used to combat in talking about these particular issues. Whereas Kanye is more of a, not necessarily an acquired taste, but it was a interview where the dude needed to clear the air and he let him, whether he did it or not, hang himself or, or, or save himself. And for a lot of people, he saved himself. For a lot of people, they're still on the fence for him, but especially for Joe Bunnan and others, they're not too plussed on him. Joe Bunnan and other people that were listening to the interview pretty much said, look, we understand what he's going through and what he said. He never really got over the death of his mother and all the rest of these things. There were some things that we agree with him, but we still are on the whole issue concerning with the whole slavery issue. The other show that um Budden semi-produces with the female with the black females there. They were like saying, look, this guys, done. I miss the old Kanye. The Kanye, they made me feel good. The Kanye, they talked about the magical uh, Hermes bags and the powers and all the rest of these things. I miss that old Kanye. See, this is how I knew this shit was stupid, how their shit was stupid. I, look, I'm going to be honest with you folks, okay? Look, it's like event has been saying right now, black girls are overrated. And you just saw the overratedness right there. That is just an overrated argument. It's overrated. Oh, shout out to Van Jones. He's my brother. Shout out to Van Jones. Look, Van Jones chose the bag. He chose Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons is going to work with Vince McMahon to make the great film about Vince McMahon's life. He's about Vince McMahon's life before they sell the WWE. To either Disney, Amazon, or all these other places, and they'll have their little wrestling things and whatnot, they'll come get rock as a consultant, and they're just gonna let it's the rock show it's gonna be this boy is gonna be Roman reigns and his daughter leading the roots. That's their plan. Will the WWE come back the way it used to come back? I'm not sure. But who's who, deceiving who, to not know? But then again, let's go back to what I said. They're overrated. And this Black Girl Magic thing and a whole lot of these things, they try to trick themselves out with their Vesco uh, armaments and their Birkin uh, side game armaments and their clothes and whatnot. It's overrated. And the whole argument with them is saying, look, I'm tired of this corporate thing and whatnot even though they got it somewhat correct about the whole issue with the masters and the future of the mastering game and whatnot it's just that it's not that they weren't even intelligent i'm not saying they're not intelligent they are but the argument they make about Kai and the whole thing after he tried to clear it up which i don't fully think he did but he tried to clear it up it's like it's the same thing concerning with what happened with Ice Cube when he said come with Kamala Harris I'm not talking to this hoe and it's like they're talking on the Kamala Harris side of the game and we can't talk to these fucking hoes they suck dick they be sucking dick and I'm not mad about it you can suck dick all you want to in fact in one, in one way, this woman out there on Instagram come up and say, you need to stop there, calm your down and learn how to read. And calm your thoughts down and meditate and read. In one sense, I feel her pain about it, but it just shows that a lot of black girls are overrated. And to put themselves out there since 2014, unfortunately, and say all these things about, oh, you like uh, uh, the Armenian girl, the Kardashians, taking all the black things and whatnot and whatever, but you won't accept this, 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 and the other thing. It's because you don't accept yourselves. There's plenty of black men out there. You chose the criminal. You chose the rapist. You chose all these motherfuckers. And then when we had the rap and all the rest of these things in order to get anywhere in the hood, and in order to chose us, when we when you tried to see us for ourselves, you ran the fuck away. You went to go cheat with the with the boys on the side. Tupac said this. Snoop Dogg said this. All the others said this. And it's just the and the argument they made is that ah, I missed the Kanye of the past. I'm just like you know, it was nice to talk about the God and all the residue. The do they even believe? Do any woman anymore believe in the Creator God? When this is the problem with NOI, this is the problem with Black eschatology, Black liberation movements. As I'm I'm speaking right now, you put women as God, and I'm and and when you make a woman a God, she makes you a subject. And the fact that we put all single moms as superheroes and whatnot, look, when a man, a single man has no choice but to marry a single woman who already has a child, whose father is still alive, not that the father is dead or what have you, or is in prison, that the father is still alive and all the rest of these things, they just brought another child in the home. They're just going to leave it at that. They just brought another child at home. We will continue right after this on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Teachable Moments, Episode 4 and 5 will be coming out later on in the week. One of those teachable moments will have to deal with Illuminati and a War on Men, the Illuminati, Illuminati, and the War on Men concerning her recent video on Luluman. It's actually a preview of the upcoming special with Royal Tomasi and the whole lot of things. And then we're also going to talk about the destruction that OnlyFans is placing upon the American and Western populace. You're going to absolutely be shocked on the reasons why we are getting into a place where A lot of these things are coming to a head Now interesting thing QB failed We talked about this last week I want to go a little bit in depth because it is important to notice some interesting things about this failure They thought that it was a food service like a DoorDash, like a Uber Eats, they never thought it was a entity that dealt with videos—six-minute, ten-minute videos. They only meant it for the phone. Things are not the way it seems in the entertainment industry, and I can announce also today. That Sony is about to buy Crunchyroll. And if you listen to Kegan No Psy, which is the radio show for the reviews of anime and all the rest of it, there may be a special on it in the next couple of days concerning the deal and what it entails. So let us get into why QB failed. There's three main reasons. One, the advertising. They didn't let us see all the clips. They didn't allow people to show the clips out there to make people to watch. Even though Netflix, Amazon, um, Prime Video, Disney Plus, uh, Peacock, soon it will be um, Paramount, and then HBO Max. All of them came around and said, this is it. Now, I want y'all to understand something really dangerous that people don't understand. Do not doubt and do not dismiss Paramount Plus, Paramount Peaks, because Paramount Peaks is going to be the largest streaming service outside of Netflix in the next 18 months. That's because Paramount has much larger cachet all over the world than it does in the united states cbs is not a strong brand even in this country outside of cbs sports and that's mostly because of the national football league qb failed in another sense is because they don't have the backing of they had all the backing in the world but nobody respects the backing some of it is q honor related and other things is is that these motherfuckers during the pandemic fucked themselves over. Nobody wants to see these motherfuckers on QB now because they embarrassed themselves when the pandemic happened and they embarrassed themselves when all of them tried to get naked for no fucking reason and said we got big boobies and all the rest of these things, but then you do me too on the side. Nobody wanted to see them. They wanted to see Jake Paul, Logan Paul, the news items with um, Tim Paul and Joe Rogan and all the rest of these people. They did not want to see another Imagine. They did not want to see Amy Schumer naked. They did not want to see none of it because of that. You know what? Another thing they failed, another reason why I failed because of it, you had a whole bunch of anime that was like five to six minutes long. They could have bought that. They could have gotten some subscribers from that and made it exclusive. $1.8 billion and you couldn't get no anime. <laughs> Look at you, motherfuckers. You ain't shit. And you needed to get the uncensored shit. Too. And you motherfuckers could have had something. Nah, now Katzenberg, he's scared of that shit. You know he's all about them chill. You know he's about the children and doing all the children's work. And I'm not against doing children's entertainment. I'm, not a de- I'm the foremost promoter of children's entertainment. Actual good children's entertainment out there. But this motherfucker needed the anime. And he needed the anime quick. Calm the fuck out, people. Come on. QB failed because wasn't with the youth, put people that were doing things in the pandemic no one wanted to see, couldn't get the short form anime there exclusively on their platform to get people to watch, didn't allow people to get people uh, to get people to watch the other entertainment there to allow to share it on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and other places, and TikTok. And ultimately, they didn't get the more controversial shit out there, so they could want it, and it was all censored. So, uh, interesting thing about this as well, I don't want to make this too long, but here's the sad thing that I'm going to say. HBO Max is in deep shit. Really deep shit. And the longer it doesn't fix its problem and become the HPO we all know and love, that means the uncensored shit from the past, present, and future that has to all be uncensored. This is probably the reason why they're so country roll, because they're heading towards a TBS platform. And instead of a platform called the HPO, there is the HPO and the Skinamax. The only place they have a streaming service that could be anywhere near successful is CWC, then they're probably owned by CBS. And y'all motherfuckers are in serious trouble if CWC starts to, if they figure out, CBS or other parts of Warner Brothers start figuring out that the only way out through all their problems is CWC. If that happens, there, watch out, there's going to be some problems. I will not be shocked. I will not be shocked if they spin it off. CWC gets spin off. Or, in real sense, CWC does shit that other people are scared of doing, and it becomes bigger than C than AFO Max. Another thing before I end this, because it's getting a little long. The age brackets for their channels. Do you know that I found a place where I found how old the cable networks are? Do you know what I saw? The kids networks are eight, their average age is 35, 33. I don't know about Disney Channel, but it's somewhere around the 20s. All the other channels that were supposed to be for teenagers are around 45, 46 years old. The youngest channel there is Disney Channel, is Disney XD, their average age is 9 years old. Their average age is 9 years old for Disney, Etsy, and it skews heavily towards boys. All the other channels that skew heavily towards females are between 35 to 45 years old. Um, Very little channels go for 27-year-olds. The youngest channel that is close to 20 years old is MTV. It skews female. BET is very old at 50 something and excuse black female 50-something years old. The SKUs on a lot of these channels and the OTA channels are so old. It's amazing. Some of them are 62 years old. These are the people that have the money. A nine-year-old don't have money. Disney Etsy is nine years old. That nine-year-olds don't have money. But if this is the only place where young males are watching that particular ancient content, con- uh, DuckTales, all the rest of these things and whatnot, then you're screwed. Nickelodeon is about to get an NFL game. It skews 35 years old. It skews 33 years old. It's going to get an NFL game for the first time. And then now these are mothers and all the rest of these things and whatnot. Let's be fair. But they skew dirty five years old. You mean to tell me they're going to get an NFL game? And the NFL game is starting to skew females. So they played themself—they kind of played themselves into the right place in some ways. ESPN is skewing nine years old. They're gaining nine years old there. If anybody wants to restart their business with the day, you have to go through Disney XD. Disney XD used to be, Jedis used to be the competitor for Tsunami, And they're gaining nine-year-old boys. They're the only ones that are doing that. And it's kind of sad to be honest with you really sad so the people that we're trying to get they're not getting now they're all moving towards the internet they're trying to do it with QB QB failed for the reasons that I just mentioned we'll be back with more of Beyond Deserve. I'm sorry it took so long to talk about this but we're finally getting to the final segment right after this Beyond Deserve will continue right after these messages welcome back final segment the moon has water what we already knew we had water not on the back side of the moon on the front side of the moon you know the one that shines wait a second there's water on the moon Well, it's semi-microscopic, not nearly drinkable water. But with enough filtration systems, they'll finally get some nice water there. In fact, there's plenty of water in the moon right under the rocks there. So it looks to me like we could have moon water and it will be really expensive to process and send back to Earth. So this makes colonization of the moon even more easier than first start. (laughs) Oh boy, here is the details of this story. For years, scientists have known that water and ice exist on the moon in some form, likely in poles and the deep dark craters. But now the craters are some of the coldest places in the solar system, making exploration tricky. Now, two new studies published yesterday in the journal Nature Astronomy confirmed that water can be found all over the moon's surface in varying states, which could make extracting this extremely valuable resource on future missions much easier. In one study, scientists have found that water molecules can be found in subtle, trace amounts in the moon's sunlit surface nearly 100 times drier than the Sahara Desert, reports Ashley Strickland for CNN. Another team of researchers estimate that ice kept cool by permanent shadows on the poles might be 20% more abundant than previously thought, and it may be accessible outside the hard-to-reach craters, reports Mike for the National Geographic. In 2009, researchers detected faint traces of water on the moon's surface using instruments on board spacecrafts. But the tool they were using couldn't detect the difference between water and hydrocold and watercold that consists of one hydrogen atom and one oxygen atom. To get a more accurate estimate, NASA a jumbled deck carrying a 9-foot 17-ton telescope called SOFIA, or the Stratospheric Observatory for Infrared Astronomy. As SOFIA can harness the infrared space Spectrum that can only mildly detect, they can only detect H2O. Using the data collected by Sophia, researchers found that roughly 12 ounces of water are locked in a cubic meter of dirt. Lead author Casey Holmdahl of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center tells National Geographic. The water is trapped among the shadow patches of lunar soil or on glossy materials left behind by micromedia mic impacts, reported Sid Perkins for Science. To be clear, it's not puddles of water, it's water molecules that are so spread apart they do not form ice or liquid water. But the how the water persists on the sunny spots is still unclear, since scientists will have to expect that the sun's rays bounce the molecules back into space. While the study detected water in the dry lunar soil, a separate study focused on the icy spots hidden in the shadows of the moon's craters. Temperatures in the craters can drop to around negative 400 degrees Fahrenheit and trekking into the region so dark, deep, and cold will be too dangerous for exploration. A team of researchers led by Paul... Hayne, a planetary scientist in the University of Colorado Boulder, examined high-resolution images of the moon's surface and found that these icy patches cover an estimated 15,400 square miles, which is roughly the size of Maryland and Delaware combined. Around 60% of these frozen patches are in the moon's southern hemisphere, possibly in areas outside craters that are safe enough for astronauts to explore. The team modeled shadows and temperatures to the moon and discovered that the ice can form into tiny patches, some as small as an ant. These bits can be just as cold as the moon's deep craters, but they are smaller and Shower. If these zones dubbed microcoal traps are filled with ice and frost, they could amount to trillions of pounds of water. Dang tells Natural Geographic. The depressions could be cold enough to have stored water for millions or even billions of years that could help understand the origins of Earth's water. As NASA prepares for Artemis, mission to return humans to the moon by 2024, and gears up for a highly anticipated Mars in 2030. The agency is eager to learn all it can about the water on the moon. Meantime, researchers will be figuring out how to best mine the moon's water and hold for Sunday using their future space voyages. The discoveries are a real game changer for future astronauts and rover missions. Late author Paul Hayne, a planetary scientist for the University of Colorado Boulder, tells the Times. Hopefully, some of the water can be transformed into portable drinking water, of course, but astronauts can make full use of material by breaking H2O. H2O atoms. By separating elements, astronauts could capture oxygen to breathe, and the hydrogen and oxygen atoms can both be used for rocket propellants. Being able to launch rockets from the moon could make an excellent pizza on the way to Mars or even a journey back to Earth. Water is a valuable resource for both scientific purposes and use for our explorers. If we could use the resources on the moon, we can carry less water and more equipment to help new scientific discoveries. So basically, yes, yes. Trillion and trillions and trillions of that glorious H2O on the moon. We found possible life on Venus. underground reservoir of water on Mars. Dry, not dry ice, possible water. And now we found trillions upon trillions of H2O in the South Pole of Mars. I mean, on, yeah, Mars, yeah, but the moon wonders ain't ceasing and this is the end of it it is not the end of it we're gonna do something different real soon i don't know if we're gonna do it in a daily basis maybe a daily report just to get people to get on the on the show just to bring people there We might be doing Spotify-only episodes for both music reviews and video reviews of particular types of content. Um, I shouldn't even say content. I should just say music and talk about the music that fulfills our lives and interesting stories about that. But we might plan that in the future. That depends on what we do on the thing as well. So we're doing that for possible a daily episode during the weeks ahead, just me talking or other things as well. So let us talk about what is going to happen in the next two weeks. First off, first off, I just want to make sure that I say this correctly. Next week's episode. Is a 30-minute well is more is really only a 35-minute episode next week because on Wednesday we're just gonna go through all of it. Who won the election if we're gonna have a winner? Who won the Senate? Who in the House? The poll questions, the governorships, all the rest of it. 30 minutes, that's it. It will be available as both a standalone and the first part of episode seven then next week we will the newer parts of the show will be a review of the network's election day coverage who got it right and who got it wrong and then the four years of socialized hell and then our final segment concerning the election that one might be the longer version than the other two as well so make sure you heard that. It's the electionate coverage you didn't want to hear, but now have to because everybody's censoring all over the place to make sure certain people get into the election, get into the White House. If they do make it at all. Interestingly enough, Brett Favre wants Trump in. Jack Nicholas wants Trump in. We already have little Wayne wanting Trump in, supposedly. Ice Cube is talking to Trump more than he's talking to Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. <clears throat> so, one of the things that I'm going to say, and I was going to say this later on, and, I, and now it's pretty much near the end of the show, I want to say this about Biden. Whether you agree with him or you don't agree with him, whether you are going to vote for him or not, I want you to understand something about him and Trump. Biden is a tragic character in the history of politics. And a tragic character in the history of politics shows up In these particular tragic times. The stories that we're hearing about him. A lot of it is closer to truth. Is a fitting footnote. To the tragedy that is Joseph Biden. And it it is a tragedy. Because in one sense. He is North. He is Northeastern politics. He is. New York politics, Philadelphia politics, New Delaware politics, New Jersey politics. He is the politics of that corridor, the Acela corridor. And the politics of that place is a politics of the blue collar, of of Catholicism, of the old mothers making sure their grandchildren are all right, baseball games at the stadium where after school they go to the baseball games every day. And then the whistle blew their parents were working not just far from the baseball stadium and they stayed there all day. The children, they didn't know they cared and they know they were gonna come home. They could see their parents working at the side cheering him on Joe Biden came from those places and the tragedy of our country unfortunately is that Joe Biden did not understand what he was getting into when Mr. Clyburn made him became the kingmaker maker and said you are going to get this woman in you're going to get Kamala Harris in hook, line, and sinker into some form of power in that particular new administration, if it happens. Donald Trump is a completely different man from a completely different world, but he is able, because of his history in business, to be the guide instead of the hero. And this is the sad reality of our politics in our society is that leftist politics has ultimately brought a man with an interesting history to possibly become the fall guy for all of their problems and all of their sadness and all of their disappointments. It is because of this that. It is the last gasp of what I feel as though as the northeastern politics of Tammany Hall, of the old guard, of those politics, somewhat in Chicago, somewhat Chicago's connected is that old politics, and the new politics that is coming as a politics of destruction and disillusion. And disillusionment that is basically Maoist in its degree. But all of it now, the Democratic Party is basically neoconservative, neoconservative liars that have not done the things that they were supposed to do as supposedly neoconservatives who are more enlightened than those of the Burkean strand. And it is the sad reality of Joe Biden of Joseph Biden, that his wanting a peace, which is basically what they try to do with China, did not bring peace, but brought more destruction to the places that he was supposed to help. And in the end of the analysis, the tragedy is about to get worse. His son and possibly himself and possibly his brother are in scandals that are detrimental to the future of this country. And so the ultimate tragedy is, is that as he watched his sons recovering and put his hand on the Bible, the Bible that he was supposed to believe in as a Catholic, that he has broken those vows, unfortunately, in order to Save whatever is left to save in order to defeat a man who is just a guiding post, a symptom of a much darker problem. He's up against forces he doesn't even understand. And he tried to use China or China has used him to be quite frank in order to get what they want, possibly world domination. And you see it, even the best of our liberal writers are defending China because realizing that there are bad people on all sides is not a good way to see the world. And they realize it and they know it's not healthy. But in the end of the analysis, and I think I'll say this again later on, and I'll keep saying it for a while now because I think it's important. I think it capsulized everything that has gone on in the last several years. And I figured out this quote, and I think I need to read it to you as we end the show. For many people, they want to be the hero of their own story. But I say you're not even the hero of your own story. You may be the unwilling villain in God's reality. Think about that deeply as the election begins in earnest. We're at of this recording a couple days away from the election. Again, I just wanna repeat on Wednesday, Right after the election coverage, that everybody has done, 30 minutes a bonus. Who won the election? If the election's still going, ongoing. If they're still counting the votes, we will have that. We will have who won the presidential race, senatorial races, the house, governorships, poll questions, and we'll have everything night nights and tidy up in a bowl. So we can move on from there. And then next week, we will have again the bonus becomes the 30 minute segment and the 20 minute segment about the reviews of the network coverage and the four years of social hell, socialized hell. And then our final segment reviewing what happened all throughout the week. Thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth. Don't forget that Beyond This Earth will have Teachable Moments, Episode 4 and 5. Later on in the weekend, um, we remember Wednesday, we will have the 30-minute segment already on that Wednesday where all the votes may be counted for a week plus. So it will be longer episodes on that one. But the 30-minute segment will air on a Wednesday as a bonus first. Then the 20-minute part and the rest of it will be on available on that weekend of election week. So, as it becomes week, possibly a month, who knows? So, thank you for listening. See you guys on Wednesday for the bonus. And then next week for the rest of episode seven, the election special on Beyond New Take care of yourselves. Just is that all all I See you guys next week. Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production.